0: Okay, so I'll do the intro for this one unless you got something funny you want to share. I mean... I got the start. I mean, mean, if
1: you kind of say it like that, I mean, I guess I don't, I guess I don't have anything to contribute to this. I guess, no, no, please, go ahead. No, come on, I want to hear it.
0: Welcome, everyone, to the Star Wars Historian Show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dang.
1: Dang, that's good. That's a pretty good introduction.
0: Welcome, everyone, to the Star Wars Historian Show here on the Gazebo Effects podcast. Obviously, I'm David Gonzalez, and I'm joined by my good friend, Luke Forney.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I just... That, that killed me. That, that, that was really... That was really good.
0: Luke, I didn't mean to say that you're not funny. I just... Uh-huh. Right. I just, no, no,
1: no, right, right, yeah. Uh-huh. Right.
0: Well, anyway, uh, while Luke gets his feelings mended through the force... Through the, through uh, I the think
1: coffee in my mug.
0: Absolutely. This is another writing room session. Uh, it's a three-parter. Whoa. For the High Republic era. And this is different, Luke, because we're doing a, a trilogy of movies, not necessarily a TV show set up. Uh, so I'm feeling like we have to be a little bit more concrete, I guess, or have it more fleshed out than maybe a TV show would be. Okay. We so. have to go through a lot of different specifics of okay, what happens here? Is there a twist to this? Is there not? What kind of story do we want to tell and do we want to share through these three movies? But before we actually do that and go straight into it, this episode primarily Uh, A first of three is going to be setting everything up getting everything in motion based on what we already know about the high republic era and so with that we're going to talk about a couple of those things of the high republic era for for starters we know that it takes place 200 years before the phantom menace that gives us a nice timeline to to play with not necessarily saying that we have to go through those 200 years in in our three films no it's just a a segment it's just a part of that
1: right the 200 years before is really just kind of showing us that this is a distinct period Apart from everything that we've encountered before.
0: Yeah, and so what are some things that we already know? Well, here's the things that we do know the Jedi order is at its height We talked about that in the prequels of that's where they found uh, Thousands of Jedi in the Jedi order, but in this time not only were there thousands of Jedi, but they were active in the galaxy, which is something mm-hmm. that we didn't actually see in the prequels. I mean, we saw the Jedi Order there. And this is more getting into my pet peeve or, or my negative comments about the Jedi Order is the fact that they seem to reside in Coruscant and Coruscant alone. They didn't really seem to be branching out and actually serving the Republic and its citizens more. And so I think this is what we're going to see more in the High Republic era.
1: Right. So not only is the Jedi Order in a, in a good state with uh, like kind of relative power and uh, with number, but now this period, at least from what we've seen, is going to be a Jedi Order that's not complacent. It's going to be a Jedi Order... That is out and about and doing things.
0: Absolutely. And so here are some other details that we know about the High Republic era as we get started with this. First, the reason why this is all taking place and how we're introduced into the High Republic era is because something, an event that is called the Great Disaster. And so I've heard a couple of things about what this is. Basically, it is... An event that takes place that affects the entire galaxy why because ships are literally kicked out of hyperspace in this event there is chaos that is ensuing due to this whole thing uh, that is happening and so the jedi order is responding to this event that is that is taking place the aftermath if you will of what has happened now the reason why all this stuff takes place is because of the new villains that are being introduced through this it they're called the nile which they're supposed to be like space vikings in this in this world that is being created
1: uh i had a few thoughts on the nile i want to hear them?
0: yeah go ahead just a little bit Just
1: a little bit, Anyways, a little bit. just a little bit uh, first things first, uh, nihil is uh, related to the Latin word in uh, kind of real world that uh, uh, just means like nothing. So if you've heard of nihilism, um, that's kind of like a philosophy that everything pans out into nothing. Um, but more interestingly than the fact that it, that's kind of where their name comes from, Uh, It actually is very similar to a character name from uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2, uh, Darth Nihilus, who is this big world-eater dude, um, and really interesting. But from what I've seen of the Nihil being uh, kind of described, it probably isn't any connection to Nihilus. It's probably, at at most, it's probably homage to... um, that story um uh, being given by the writers but there is another thing that i've thought about the nile and you probably have thought about this too is that um they seem to resemble the mandalorians a lot like especially um around this time like in the past canon the mandalorians were the big threat against the republic and against the jedi order and you could Call them space Vikings because at this time the Mandalorians were a a warrior people and and not just dispersed or a dying breed or anything like that. But they're at their height as well. And so I'm curious as to whether the Nile will be somehow connected to Mandalorians or if they'll just completely replace Mandalorians in, in this field. I hope not. Because I really like the man, the idea of the Mandalorian Wars taking place before everything, but I mean, that's, that's up to the content creators, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with what you're saying of how they kind of resemble the Mandalorian clan, uh, as a whole, not just one clan, but I guess the Mandalorians as a group of people in some ways they are the new threat that the jedi order has to face through this time period which is I, I i like the idea i like the idea that they're going away from mandalorians and from the sith because the sith are supposed to be in hiding at this point in time in the timeline uh and so i think that is a great the the nile is a great addition to creating new stories and new people that we get to kind of explore through this time period, how they match up against the Jedi is probably going to be the most interesting thing that we see through this era because they still use, I, I mean, I'm assuming from the concept art that we've seen so far that they're, they use vibro swords. Mm, they use yeah. like acts and stuff like that. And so that is a very cool concept of how do these new villains match up against the Jedi Order. And because we're doing our own thing, we have a little bit of wiggle room with what we can do. And here's the reason why. There's two more points that I really want to make about the High Republic era. For one, it's, this is a smaller, smaller thing. But what was said is that the High Republic era was going to debut new lightsaber colors and hilts that were going to be made into canon. Which I've already seen some of them. And some of them look really cool. And it kind of makes sense when you think about Kylo Ren and how he got his lightsaber. That was a a brand new thing. Introducing these hilts kind of kind of adds to kylo ren of not necessarily paying homage but it's using...
1: continuity like it makes absolutely sense because we, yeah. in some of the covers for the books that we've seen so far um i don't know if they've been if we've seen lightsabers that have the um saber cross guards but we have seen lightsabers with cross guards on it like a like a broadsword um so yeah there's that connection Is like okay well we know or at least we did know kind of after force awakens that uh the knights of ren stuff had to do with uh tr- tracking down old jedi relics and things like that uh, mm-hmm. and so now we know the period that those relics are coming from
0: i'm really glad that you brought up the knights of ren because that's something that i'm going to touch on a little bit later as we start planning specifics in terms of casting and characters through the the trilogy that we're going to create but the the bigger point that i think is great about what we know so far about the high republic era is that there's not a central main character there's not a specific person that we're following through this era for the skywalker saga we were. It was the story of Anakin Skywalker, his 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 rise as Anakin and his fall as Darth Vader, and then ending up as Anakin Skywalker once again. Then you have three movies, which are the aftermath of the Galactic Civil War between the Empire and the Rebel Alliance. We could we could say that there is there is a breakdown in who the saga and these movies were about, but especially through one and six, you knew that the story was about Anakin Skywalker or the family of, 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 of Skywalker. Right.
1: Yeah. The Skywalker kind of bloodline.
0: So, and then one more side note before we kind of get into conversation here, Yoda has been confirmed to, to make an appearance in the high republic era. I mean of course he is. You know, he was 900 years old at the en- at the not at the end because he died at the beginning of return of the jedi. Which means it makes sense for him to m- maybe not only be alive in this process but maybe he's in his prime. Mhm. At the very least he's active. Right. Which
1: is going to add so many new like flavors to the Yoda that we've already known. Because he's known what it's like for the Jedi Order to be um, kind of in this High Republic stage. But maybe he gets to a point, maybe Yoda is actually going to be kind of like a dissenting voice in the High Republic. Maybe where others are pushing forward, he's kind of pulling back. I think that would make sense with kind of what we've seen of him in the prequels. But there's a lot of interesting stuff they can do there.
0: Yeah, I agree what yoda does here i think is extremely important when looking to how we see him in the phantom menace attack of the clones and, and in the skywalker saga i think that's very interesting but in the high republic era what he's known to to do is he is a jedi master who is leading jedi students throughout the galaxy it's like a like for a college for uh, put it in college terms it's just like a study abroad program oh, okay where he, he's taking them on missions and leading them through the galaxy to actually put their training into use.
1: Okay, that's pretty cool.
0: And so he's not a main character per se, but he is an active part of the Jedi Order. Sign me up for that elective. Right? That, that sounds that. that sounds ingenious. And he's not just leading like Padawans or younglings. Mm. He's also taking you know, the younger, less experienced Jedi Knights with him on these missions. So I think that is a, a cool thing that maybe has a small part in our trilogy. Because my thing is, as much as I love Yoda, and as much as I want to see more of him through this, I think that if we're trying to establish new characters... Yoda can't be the main one that we focus on. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I think he definitely will have his moment to shine in the high Republic era, but he's not the main goal. He's kind of more like, at least this is how I imagine they're framing it is that he's kind of more like a figure that we know is active at the same time, but he's not really the story that we're trying to tell. Um, because no if, absolutely cuz if, if he was then they could have made that more clear um, but as it is we're seeing other faces we're seeing other uh, jedi and and Yoda's also there which is fine and I'm okay with that
0: yeah so since this is more of a setup episode of what we're going to be talking about for the next couple of weeks I think it's just honest if we, what it, what terrifies you, if anything terrifies you about even talking about creating a trilogy? <laughs> um, well, I think for me, a lot
1: of it has to do with how do you make the story meaningful? Like you can get a collection of things that you'd like to see, but you can't necessarily make somebody fall in love with. A character now there are things that you can do to help like set up good situations for that but people are gonna hate just like that's going to be kind of more their default especially as it pertains to star wars and something new um so that's that's part of it is not really being able to communicate all the all the good things that i want to come out of this era
0: I think for me the biggest thing that I am struggling with in terms of us talking about creating a trilogy is I want to create a different story than just a hero's story. Ooh, yeah. And the reason why is because I want it to connect to the phantom menace. I want there to be some seeds that are planted that get us to, okay, this is why the galaxy is the way it is at this point. right? Because There's, of what happens in the High Republic era.
1: Right. There's got to be some failure in the High Republic era that kind of like domino effects into Phantom Menace. So probably not going to affect like Palpatine, but maybe his master Plagueis or maybe Plagueis's master. Something is going to push somebody to the dark side. And then through that line, we're going to have the entire drama that is the Skywalker saga.
0: Or, and here's where my, my fear is, is how do I do this successfully? Maybe even start the downfall of the Jedi Order when we're all said and done. Now, what I mean by that is not that it's completely collapsed or anything of the sort. But after, let's say, these, this trilogy, that the Jedi kind of, they have the wrong concepts of the piece that they're, like, based off of what happens in the trilogy, they start to take a step back Right from so, the galaxy. Yeah,
1: so based off of what happens in the High Republic era, they make, like a corporate decision or they make a like a new stance of the jedi that is going to be okay we're not going to get involved in in the galaxy anymore which i think is very like it coheres to what we know about the jedi and it coheres to what uh legends writers have said about the jedi so i think that'll that'll be good to do that'll make sense
0: and so in, in doing that, in saying that, I feel that is the end result that we'll see in this trilogy. There still will be success. There still will be celebration. It's just that celebration, you won't feel the full effect of it because of this small detail that I right. think will place
1: right. It's dampened. at the end. It's dampened down. Because you have this triumph, but at what cost? And you might have like, especially near the end, I'm imagining some sort of scene where you feel the sense of relief that it's finally over. But you still also feel like the lingering presence of the dark side at foot. Like you still sense something wrong with the galaxy.
0: Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree that even if That's I think should happen here
1: as a, like as a filming thing or as a kind of producing thing, if, if one of the movies at the end, like ended with like this entire, I think this entire trilogy should have pretty much in uh, all new themes, maybe repeat like the force theme and have a variation of the Republic theme, but like save this theme for the end and just like, Right before we go to uh, credits, have the dark side theme just like play very lightly in the background. I think uh, I'm, I'm mm. thinking that would like, be chill inducing. Yeah,
0: and speaking of, of chill inducing, I think because this is a new trilogy, and I think we need to get away from. The Star Wars that we know and that is familiar, this gives us an opportunity to explore some new themes of Star Wars. What do I mean by that? I think this is where we start to get some really dark Star Wars.
1: Please. Please.
0: In this trilogy. Now. Now in doing that, I'm reminded of the structure in the original trilogy where the first film, a new hope was, was a stepping stone to a, a world that was greater. There was awe and wonder about the galaxy that George Lucas had created the empire strikes back showed us a diff the other side of the galaxy it was darker but also had moments to where the characters that we came to know and love grew in a way that was beautiful to see how they turned out in return of the jedi I think that structure still works. It's just how do we do that differently that when audiences come out of this trilogy, this High Republic trilogy, they say, man, this reminds me of the original trilogy, but it's so much more different and so much more crazy than what we've seen in the past that's the star wars that i want to create through this trilogy something that's familiar in places but the execution and what that makes you feel is different
1: right and i think yeah well i I don't want to go too far into actually like planning out the movies but i think one of the big differences is going to be this is 200 years before Phantom Menace, and so technology is going to look a little bit different. You're not going to be able to produce a planet-destroying weapon. And so either you have to kind of keep something up on that same scale where these uh, Nihil, the, these space Vikings, are like conquering planet after planet... Or you go more into, uh, like, the spiritual aspects of the Force, where you have these dark side powers that aren't based on technology, but are based on knowledge. Which I think is where a lot of the old canon has kind of gone with that. Um, But yeah, I'm excited. Um, Blasters are cool and all, but... If you make blasters much more clunky, much more uh, clumsy, then people are mostly going to be using like vibro axes, vibro swords, maybe a blaster here and there, or like a a big uh, blaster kind of similar to M-Ways is what I'm imagining. Um,
0: Something like that. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Here's my thoughts on how we kind of create something different between the power struggle of the Jedi versus their enemies. Because we talk about the concept of at the end of this trilogy, having the Jedi kind of of take a step back after these events have transpired. What if we set up the Nile? These space Vikings, we actually make them come across as being very, very smart. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of another word for that because I don't think smart's the best word. Like clever? Me. They're clever because they understand. They could understand that they are not capable of fighting the Jedi head on. Uh based on numbers and how active they are. And maybe even the perception of the Jedi in the entire galaxy is much more positive than we see in the prequels. So what if they use that to their advantage and says, what if we cause the Jedi, because they're so active in the galaxy, to make decisions that they think is right based on their code, their philosophy, But the aftermath and the events that take place due to their actions, we can turn the perception of who the Jedi are and use that to our advantage. And through that, make them, defeat them in more ways than one. Mm -hmm. So whenever
1: you're saying this, the the first thing that kind of comes to my mind is forcing uh, a Jedi or a group of Jedi into a sort of like, Utilitarian, uh, like problem, like nightmare, where you're given a group of people, uh, like say, like 500 people versus 400 people. Well, the Jedi will think that the the 500 people th- is more worth saving because you're saving more lives, but then you still lose the 400, and so the Nihil are like just constantly. Placing the Jedi into these situations where they have to give up certain, like they have to give up certain ground in order to kind of protect what they view as being more valuable, and this is kind of this leaves a bad taste in the mouth of like everybody around them.
0: Yeah, that's that's it. Very interesting and and a pretty cool concept. Man, this is this excites me actually. That yeah,
1: there's there's so much space to play around
0: in here, and it could be really fun. And so, because the High Republic era does not have a central main character, I think playing around with these concepts is actually it it, it takes us to like you said more space to play around in. Because the fact that we don't have to focus on a specific person, we focus on a specific group, um, or we're telling the story of the High Republic era, not about someone in this time period. We make right. the time period the story.
1: Yeah. No. I I totally I love that so much um, because I'm th- I'm just thinking now is like there's two different ways you can tell a story. You can tell a story where um you like tell people what's going on or you tell a story by showing them what's going on in the world. And I feel like the original saga was more like, okay, here's the story and we're going to tell it to you, which is fine and that's okay. But if you wanna give space to explore, then you tell all these different stories that show you what the world is like through what happens in them and with different filters, different lenses. So that way, the story of the Higher public era is actually spread out through all of these small like examples.
0: It's important to make to make it clear and make it known that we love what the Skywalker saga did. Why do we love it so what so much? Because it introduced new worlds, uh, new people, and and a story that, like Luke said, it it. It wasn't a bad thing that they focused on Anakin Skywalker. It absolutely wasn't a bad thing. But as we launch into a new era of Star Wars, we need to make it feel different, not just a rerun of what we've already seen, just changing the names and renaming planets that are mm-hmm. pretty much the same. Uh, we want to cre- create a different Star Wars that feels like we're we're sharing the universe. Um because the cool thing is that I think and it would never happen. But I think it would it would be cool that if it'd be something like a college class to where it's just <laughs> like the history of Star Wars and like you you're a professor there and you're like okay, here's what happened through this time period. That's what I want these films to kind of feel like is that we're we're seeing something and saying this is what happens in this time period due to the events of this time period we're fast forwarding 200 years into anakin skywalker obi-wan kenobi these kinds of characters that really just highlight and upplay, and make it feel more connected right. than it did before
1: so the the original saga is necessary in order uh, is necessary from like a kind of real-life point of view, because in episode four, George Lucas wasn't thinking that this universe was going to expand into such a big thing. And so once now that we have um, episodes one through nine and that story is told in full, we now have this picture of a universe that exists, um, and now all that's left for us to do is to just go out and explore it. And I, I really like
0: that. I think we should leave it there because I feel like you and I are, are almost ready to go ahead and get started with yeah. putting those things together. But we need to wait and hold off on that. But I think we've done a really good job of kind of pitching, okay, what is what are we trying to accomplish through this trilogy? What What is the end goal and end result? And also, how how will it be different than the films that we've already seen? before making a new Star Wars that is fun that is tragic but will fulfill not just the need for Star Wars content but good Star Wars content. Mhm. So, Luke, any closing thoughts before we wrap up?
1: You know, I started off this podcast and I was I was a real grump and I'm I'm real sorry about that. I know you were just trying, you were doing your best. You weren't trying to insult me, and I realize that now. Uh, it did hurt my heart. I, I will be honest and say that it did hurt my I'm heart sorry. at the beginning. I'm sorry. And and I appreciate that you're sorry, but it's really, I realize now that's not, that wasn't your intent, and I, I forgive you, and I <laughs> hope that you can forgive me for my, my own problems.
0: Gosh, okay, I guess that, all right, everyone. This is, that that was Luke Forney, and this is David Gonzalez. We are the Star Wars (laughs) Historians, and we can't wait to, to come back with another episode and really just start putting in details of this trilogy. But until then, may the Force be with you.